Hello and welcome to the St. Martin's EFL show. We're on today's show, we'll be looking back at the weekend and midweek games from the Championship League 1 and League 2. I'll be joined by Cardiff City fan, obviously buzzing at the minute, and our EFL export, Alex Daisley. Um, we'll start off with the early game on Saturday, which was between Coventry City and Brentford. Obviously, Coventry, um, well, yeah, they are towards the bottom, but starting to maybe work their way up. They won. 2-0, they ended their five-game winless run, um, and Brentford, or I think, had gone 21 games without defeat prior to being um, beaten at home to Barnsley last Sunday, have now lost three times in six days. Brentford, obviously, you know, you always say it's the championship and anything can happen, Alex. Do you think that this is just a little blip for Brentford, or do you think this is more that we've seen in previous seasons that cost them promotion? It's a, it's a typical Brentford story, you know. They're really, really good team, really good to watch, and um, they just got this mental block. Whenever it gets this part of the season, they, they seem to not choke is the wrong word, but they seem to struggle. And I, I think they're going to end up doing the same thing again. You know, I, I would like to see them actually go um, and get promoted. I really would, but I just don't think they will. I just think there's better teams here that are just more equipped to to go up. I, I've got a feeling that they might struggle again, unfortunately. Obviously, obviously, we'll talk possibly about Celtic's managerial change later. But there's been this week that uh, sorry, Celtic couldn't um, or had the chance to sign Ivan Tony last summer for five hundred thousand, um, and they were alerted that Brentford were interested in him from Peterborough and rejected the chance. How much of a miss do you think that is for Celtic, and how much of a boost was that for Brentford? Huge boost for Brentford. He's, he, if I'm brutally honest, um, he's probably the best striker in the league. Um, you know, he, he looks dangerous, he's physically strong, he's got a bit of aggression about him. I, he's a really good player, but again, championship level, um, I don't know if he's got the extra step to go to the Premier League, but, you know, Barama has and Wally Watkins has, so um, you wouldn't back against him going to a Premiership club if uh, Brentford don't go up. Um, we say there was the early game on Saturday. We missed out the game on Friday, which was between Watford and Derby. Watford winning 2-1. Um, Yao Pedro and Will Hughes going for Derby. And then there was an own goal from Troost um, Ekdion. Derby obviously been in a, a good run of form. We're in a relegation fight, starting to get away with it. Could they possibly maybe get a playoff run? Or do you think that a mid-table is a realistic finish for them this season? Again, it's, it's, it's difficult. I, I would like, as I said, because I've got a, a very old dear friend called Dave um, supports Derby, and I would like to see them go up. So, obviously, he can see them before he gets to his 70th birthday, you know. So, uh, that would be nice to get them in the Premiership. But, no, I, if I, I think they, if they got any sense, they'll, they'll, they'll get themselves safe, and I think they'll start preparing for next season, if I'm honest. But they'll return to the crowds, return to normality, I think, if, if I'm brutally honest. Were you surprised when Wayne Rooney got a per, uh, permanent job there? No, I don't think so, because I don't think, unfortunately, I know there's a bit of... Um, I, don't, I don't know, can you confirm, have they been taken over yet, or has that gone No, I, I think the deal's um, off now, I think. Right, well, there we go. So they, they, they probably weren't awash with many um, uh, people wanting the job, so I think as, as far, especially the position they were in, so as far as I'm concerned, no, I wasn't surprised. And to be fair, you know, I love Wayne Rooney as a player, one of the best players I've ever seen, but... I think he's done okay to start with, but it's a long season in the, in the championship. So, again, is he is he thinking for next year? And Watford, they starting to find their feet because obviously we had Sean on after they lost to us, Man United, in the FA Cup. And he said that 
you know, they've obviously sat their manager at the time. They brought in someone from Georgian side Dynamo to Bilzy. And then they, you know, I think they were six. And now they've worked their way up to third just on goal difference. Do you think that this is finally Watford maybe submitting their place in the Premier League next year? Or do you think there are more twists for Watford? There's bound to be more twists because Watford won't make it easy for themselves. But they're a quality team, Watford. And I think um, if they could hit um, form at the right time, they're going to be very difficult to beat. Um, yeah, let's be fair. They've probably got a premiership squad, if I'm brutally honest. So, yeah, I would expect them to be top end of the playoffs, if not automatically promoted. And then back on to Saturday, um, the three o'clock games. Barnsley won away at Bristol City 1-0. Quickly on Barnsley, could they maybe get playoffs? Because I remember at the start of the season after they lost to Cardiff um, and just before they beat Derby, we said, oh, they, you know, relegation team, one of the worst teams in um, the championship. Now they're right up towards the top of the playoffs, I think ninth or eighth now. Do you think that maybe they could sneak a, a possible playoff? I think they definitely could because no one's talking about them and... Like you said, the position they're in, they just keep picking up results. They're a bit like a, a fly that buzzes around you, which you can't get rid of. I think, yeah, the, the way they're going, it wouldn't be a massive shock uh, to see them nick a place in the playoffs. But the games are coming thick and fast now, and I, I don't think they've got the depth in squad to possibly go on to make a, a real good run of it, if, I'm, if, 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 if we're going to be brutally honest about it. Every year, we always see a surprise team go up to the Premier League, don't we, from the Championship? You have your two favourites, and then... Always have you won. Carlton Morris scored the goal there. He scored in each of his past three games for Barnsley for their third um, straight win. And then we don't have time to talk about the next game. Cardiff City 4, Preston 0. Um, Kiefer Moore scored a penalty after two minutes. Your favourite player, Josh Murphy, scored at half time, uh, just after half time, 46 minutes. Pack scored after 70 minutes and Mark Harris after 77. But the main talking point of the game was um, Cardiff's goalkeeper, Dylan Phillips. He saved two penalties in a minute. First, he denied Paul Gallagher. Then on the rebounds, um, he got fouled in the penalty box. Then Chad Evans missed another penalty as well. We'll start off with, with Cardiff then. Mick McCarthy, how pleased are you with him so far? Oh, it's just... It's just quite unbelievable. I just, I, I, I pinch it myself this morning. You know, it's just, it's just incredible. I, I just don't know what he's done. You know, we, we, we've got the same players there, but he's just tinkered the system and he's, he's got it bang on. I just, we don't look like we're going to be beaten. We will, don't get me wrong, but at the moment we're looking strong defensively and we're looking quite sharp going forward. You know, you've got Kiefer Moore, um, he's banging them in and he missed half the season with injury he's been absolutely amazing for us and again when we signed him I wasn't 100% sure that he was going to be this but yeah just just amazing this has actually brought the interest back really because obviously the Premiership has been on every single week and you know me I haven't got a team in the Premiership so I, I do like watching it but it's actually kind of given me a, a bit of a pride and a bit of interest again so long may it continue and the magic Mick at the time, it was his 14th goal, but obviously he's up to 15 because he scored um, last night, which we'll talk about later. But Preston, you know, every year we always say they could it could possibly be their year in and around the playoffs this year. It hasn't been. What do you reckon has been the problem with Alex Neal's side of Preston? Again, it's like everything in the championship is consistency. And they, they just haven't been consistent enough to, to, to push themselves up every year, like you said. You know, they, we talk about them. We talk about Bristol City every year. They just seem to just drop and Preston and another team like that. They, you know, they go on good runs. They're hard to beat. They look pretty good. Then they sort of just drop off. So they, And they lose games. You know, no, no disrespect. I'm not going to blow Cardiff's trumpet too much. But losing 4-0 to us was 
But to be fair, everything that went wrong could go wrong, went wrong for him on, on the weekend. Two penalty misses. Um, we had a penalty in the first minute, which was a penalty, but that just sets you back. So, so to be fair, I'm not saying that they're, um, you know, they're poor, but to lose 4-0 to us, <laughs> there's not really far they can go, really. And then the next game, Alex's second favourite team, Swansea. They had a massive upset at the, um, was it now the St. John Stadium away at Huddersfield. They lost 4-1. Fraser Campbell, ex-Cardiff player in the Premier League. You remember him well, Alex? Yeah, he, he did the Ayatollah after scoring to go down in Cardiff City folklore. Yeah, did, did he? Did it for yeah. Huddersfield? <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. I didn't know that. That's brilliant for him. And he probably um, got away with it because obviously left, there was no fans there. So he perhaps didn't get out of hand. So he perhaps knew that. So he thought he gave the opportunity. But now he was a Cardiff City hero anyway. He's even more of a hero now. He was obviously uh, he was scored. Was it two goals he scored against Man City when you beat him three two? That's it, yeah. First time you beat Man City, yeah, two goals, yeah. Best day, yeah. Best day as well for me beating Man City. Um, anyway, Fraser Campbell scored after 22 minutes. So Brian and then ex Derby player Dwayne Holmes scoring two goals as well. Connor Hoanaran, um, who they signed on loan from Norwich, I think he was. Um, oh, sorry, Aston Villa they Aston signed Villa. him ex Norwich, yeah. yeah. He scored as well. He's been on brilliant um, goal-scoring form. Huddersfield now, they were towards the bottom. Well, they are still towards the bottom, but they were in massive risk. Do you think now that they've beaten, obviously, you know, you, as much you don't admit, if Swansea are, you know, a promotion possibly contenders, or definitely contenders this year for the Premier League, do you think that beating a, a top-six team in Swansea is a massive boost for Huddersfield in staying in the Championship and not going down to League One? Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to see Huddersfield go down to League One. I, I don't think they deserve that, um, you know, especially with the work they did get into the Premiership, which was totally incredible. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think they got enough in their squad of what I've seen to just just to stay up. It, it's not going to be easy for them, but yeah, I hope they do stay up. I, I think they will. Yeah, Huddersfield won two one at the Liberty Stadium in October and complete their first league double over Swansea since two thousand and six to seven, and that was in. Um, League One, then right through the other games, Millwall drew nil nil with Wickham. Um, big point for Wickham. Norwich won at home to um, Rotherham. Emmy Bendia with another assist for Timo Puki. Norwich obviously flying away um, with the the championship. I think Puki's now scored four goals in his past three Norwich's um, games. I think he was top scorer last time Norwich were in the championship, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's prolific at this level. And he had a great start in the Premiership, if you remember, but he sort of dried up in the middle to the end of the season. That's right. He scored 15 goals this season. Obviously, um, Finland are in the Euros as well. So, obviously, he'd be a massive boost for Finland. Nottingham Forest, brilliant run under Chris Hutton. Um, they beat Blackburn 1-0, obviously. A team that's starting to escape the bottom as well. Crucial win over... Um, Blackburn, QPR beat Bournemouth, a massive surprise result for Bournemouth despite Shane Long scoring as well. Um, you know, obviously QPR, another team that's mid-table, a yo-yo team. Um, as Alex rightly said, the start season, Reading is starting to, to fall off. They lost at home to Middlesbrough, Neil Warnock's Middlesbrough, are massively um, possibly playoff favourites as well, 2-0. As we said about Reading, they're starting to... I think they're fifth now. They were second, obviously, um, a few weeks ago as well. Birmingham got a crucial away win at Sheffield Wednesday, 1-0. Hogan with a goal there, ex-Aston Villa player. Um, Sheffield Wednesday had to play the rest of the first half because I think Shaw got sent off in the 50th minute after a second yellow. They had to play 40 minutes down to 10 men. They couldn't hang on for a point. 
Then Stoke won at home to Luton 3-0. Powell with two goals and Ashley Fletcher with um, one goal as well. Nick Powell, ex-Man United, scoring his 10th goal um, of the season. And all of them are coming in the championship. And then the weekend, um, those were all the weekend games, I think. And then Tuesday, there was um, obviously a full midweek programme because there was Champions League football and Europa League football this week um, as well, meaning there's always a round of championship. Norwich won away at Birmingham 3-1, Timo Puki scoring two and um, Harvey Skip scoring one, sorry. Um, obviously on loan from Tottenham and Max has said before that he's, you know, he's a massive one to watch out for. Sorry, Ollie, Oliver Skip, his name is, sorry. Um, they're Birmingham then, obviously, a team that's in the relegation zone now. It's been a lot of talk, Alex, and, you know, are they going to keep Karanka? Obviously, got Middlesbrough promoted before and they hired him, was it the start, towards the start of the season. Do you think that he's the right man going forward for Birmingham? Yeah, do you know what? I'm sitting here listening to the show and doing the show with you, and some of the names in the championship, some of the teams, the huge clubs that are in the championship now, is just frightening. And Birmingham are one of those, you know, they're, they're a huge club, and I think if they if they can get on a, on a run and, and stay up, you, you know, you always got to fancy them to do well. But I don't know how long they've been relegated for now, but they, they look like they're in disarray, you know, off the pitch, on the pitch. They don't look like the force they they once were, you know, and um, it's it's quite sad to see a team like this. Um, dropped out but I think he is the right man and I think perhaps if he, if he keep them up this year which I'm, he probably will they could be one to watch next year again but uh, you know huge clubs you mentioned Sheffield Wednesday you know huge clubs and the championship is just full of massive clubs at the moment that just seem to fall on, on, on rough times yeah obviously being in beat Arsenal didn't they in 2010 that's in right. the league the final yeah and yeah. They, were quite a, they were quite a well established premiership club for a good couple that's of years right. weren't they you know it's, it's just just see, to see them, you know, I'm not saying it's sad because I've got no loyalty to them, but it's, you know, huge clubs going through a real rough patch um, at the moment. So, uh, Do you ever see them being back in the Premier League in the next few years? I, I, I don't think so because they seem like a bit of a shambles off the pitch. Um, I know their manager, you know, their owner got in trouble, didn't he, um, for doing things he shouldn't have been doing. I think, you know, um, fraud and all this. So they just seem a shambles. So, no, I, I can't see it. But I said they're, they're a big, big club and... I said, if they do get to the Premiership, they'll probably be a good addition. Yeah, and as you said about Norwich, Timo Pupke actually missed a penalty as well, but he did score twice. That's 17 Championship goals this season and six in the Canaries' past four games. Anyone stopping Norwich going up to the Premier League this season? Uh, no, it, it don't look like, to be fair. Um, <laughs> again, it's, it's a strange thing, but when you go up to the Premiership, for whatever reason... the the golfing class must be huge, even towards the bottom of the Premiership. I don't know how or why, but when they go up again with this squad, they're going to struggle again. But I just can't see anyone stopping them. They, they said they got Pookie who will, who will keep scoring defensively. They, they're looking pretty good. They, again, they're a bit unpredictable, but I just, yeah, I can't see anyone stopping them, to be honest. I, I think it'll be a, an instant return for them. You think, obviously, in recent weeks, there's been a lot of talk um, about, you know, Norwich's teams, Max Aaron's possibly, I think, um, Norwich had a bid in January for about 30 million from Bayern. They said it could possibly be 60 million they want for him. Do you think that um, Norwich will learn their lessons if they do go up from the last Premier League and maybe spend? Obviously, they hardly spent anything when they went up um, as well. Do you think that they need to? They'll spend more if they do go up and learn their lessons and keep in the crucial players. Again, it's so difficult for a team like Norwich to attract the bigger type of players. It's, it's not about spending money. It's who you can attract to the club. Now, no disrespect um, to Norwich. 
It's not in London. It's not in Manchester. It's not where the fashionable clubs are. So location-wise, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a problem. And I think to, just to attract these players. But I heard that Max Abrahams, or well, sorry, is it Max? Max Aaron's. Max Aaron. I don't get me wrong. I, I know he is, but sixty million. Has the world gone totally and utterly start raving mad? Sixty million for a championship player. Right? I, 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 I just, I just don't know what to say. You, you, you take a risk. Ollie Watkins cost what twenty million for Villa. Yeah. Now don't get me wrong. He's worked out to be a massive success. He's scoring goals for sixty million for an unproven player. Whoever wants to play that, I, I no disrespect. He hasn't set the championship on fire that much this year. If he was that good, he'd be, he'd be top scorer. So no, I think that's totally, totally, totally out of the question. Can you see million. him leaving now? Oh, definitely. Man United or Bayern Munich? Yeah, definitely. If he got these clubs interested in Man United, Bayern Munich, obviously he's going to go. There's no way Norwich would, would say no, but I don't think Man United would pay 60 million for someone from the Championship. They only paid 50 million for Fernandez, didn't they? Yeah. There's no way Man United are going to pay 60 million. No, anyone of that ilk, Man City, Man United, we're not going to pay that amount of money for a, a Championship player. I, I, I'd be amazed if that happened. 30 million. Yeah, okay, it's a bit of a risk, but it's not for these massive clubs, it's not a huge, but 60 million, absolutely no way. Do you think that Norwich will be able to keep hold of Timo Pukki and Emi Bendia? Because obviously we said in January that Emi Bendia was linked with Arsenal. He's a good player. I think Pukki they will, because unfortunately he's another one, and there's so many of these players that will do well in the Championship, but they go to the Premiership and they just struggle for whatever reason. Yeah, they just... For what I, I can't explain it, but a bit like Robert Earnshaw, I think is you know amazing player for Cardiff. He was amazing in the Championship, League One, League Two. Put him into the Premier League, and he just struggles to find that consistency. And I think as much as I I have a go at the Premiership, it is obviously the standard must be so much better. And I, I don't know, it's it's difficult. I, I think Pookie w- wouldn't go anywhere else in the Premiership. I, I think he'd stay where he was. Yeah, as well, certainly important for them. Um, to keep hold, then the next game, Derby beat Huddersfield 2-0. Edmondson and Waghorn were the goals there. Um, Huddersfield had come at a massive cost because they went down to 10 men um, late on because Jaden Brown was sent off for a second yellow after he brought down um, Jason Knight as well. That means um, Huddersfield have um, slipped to seventh defeat in their past 10 championship games as well, despite their win against... Um, Swansea, Bristol City and a new management of Nigel Pearson. His first game, they won away at um, Middlesbrough 3-1. Good, uh, good appointment of Nigel Pearson at Bristol. Yeah, to be fair, he's a horrible manager. He, he, he's not gonna, he's not gonna set for any mess in Rome that, that, that man. I've always thought that I wouldn't like to get into a, into a fight with him. If I'm brutally honest, he, he's a bit of a disciplinarian, and I think you'll do well for Bristol. Um, but again, it's the same story for Bristol. You know, certain parts of the season they look like they're flying towards the Premiership, and every single year in um, December, November, um, and January they just completely dive bomb. I just don't, it don't make no sense to me. I just it just doesn't make any sense. They got a great squad on paper, you know, a lot better than teams above them. So um, yeah, I think it's a good appointment. And obviously, on another note, Joey Barton taking over at Bristol Rovers that could be quite a feisty yeah. entertainment if, if Pearson and Barton meet once in a, in a game anytime soon. I think I think they got appointed on the same day on Monday as well. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, I, I Bristol, so so well, Bristol doing business on the same day. Well, yeah, you wouldn't want to see them do the dugout. That that's not going to end in uh, in niceties, is it? No. <laughs> obviously. Um, Maybe talk about Joey Barton later. He was at um, Fleetwood, but Middlesbrough, obviously in eighth now, they are 
can they possibly, you know, get Premier League through playoffs? Or do you think that if they do get playoffs, that'll be their limit? You could never know with Magic Neil Mornock, can you? He's just such a genius. Wherever he goes, he, uh, he turns these clubs around. You wouldn't, you wouldn't bank against him getting up through the playoffs. But um, I don't think they'll go up anywhere near automatically. But again, it's, it's, it's written in the stars for Mornock, wherever he seems to go. So definitely not betting against those. Do you think that if, maybe a bit of a silly question, but obviously we know Warnock's not a big fan of the Premier League. Do you think that if Middlesbrough do go up, Warnock might leave and go to a, another championship team? I don't know, because I think what he did, it was the same when he came to Cardiff. He, he joked saying if he'd ever got to us, when we were third from bottom when he took over. And That's right. He joked, he joked, oh, I'll leave if we go to the Premiership. But I think what he does, he just finds a love for the club. And I, I, I think he wouldn't want to leave them in that sort of situation, unless he's already said to the... Middlesbrough board look if we go up to the Premier League I don't want to to be involved so they're looking elsewhere for that eventuality I, I don't know but um, it'd be interesting to see he doesn't like the Premier League and if I'm brutally honest he's not a Premier League manager I know that but um, wow what a two years we had under him what a two years it was just it was just great so um, yeah I just wish him all the best I can't say I don't apart from Saturday's game I, I wish him all the best <laughs> um, obviously he said I think he said in an interview that um, you know, now obviously Bristol have brought in Nigel Pearson, you know, obviously done well at um, Leicester, obviously when Ranieri got sacked, or sorry, just before when he kept them up in the um, Premier League, obviously he was at Watford last year and he said now Mick McCarthy's doing well at, at Cardiff and he's not doing bad at Middlesbrough. Do you think that maybe these young managers coming through and joining these new clubs or the foreign managers going to these clubs and getting sacked, do you think that maybe when you do come to England, you could learn a few um, things off these, you know, older managers with more experience? Yeah, it's it's, it's easy for me to sit here and say, I, I'm always from the um, from the Brian Clough type of Alex Ferguson. You rule with the rod of iron, but unfortunately it's too much player power now. But I, I honestly think, when you look at McCarthy and Warnock, there's nothing they haven't seen. They've been in the game for 30, 40 years, probably more for Warnock. And I, I, I think I think I know it sounds really stupid, but some of these footballers, and I'm not I'm not making a um, a, a slight on any footballer. They're not the sharpest blades in the box. They just want to play football and be treated well. And I think if, if you let them get away with too much, which I've heard things about Harris not being that strong with them, people turn up late. Harry Wilson had an attitude problem. They don't really like that. If if a manager tells them to sort of get their backside in and start doing it, they they seem to respond. And I, I think the old I'm not saying that it's got to be mixed with the both, but I think yeah, definitely the old style manager has got to be got to be in there somewhere, definitely. And one last one on Warnock. Do you think that if he does leave Middlesbrough, this will be his last job? Well, he says this all the time. Bless him and Sharon. They just want a quiet life, don't they? You know, it's um. It's, he, he says it, but he just seems to love the job. He, he goes to these clubs, he just seems to love it. And whenever you see his interviews, he's, he's enthusiastic, he looks well. So who knows with him? He, he's, he's that type of manager. He could turn up anywhere and, and, and do a job. So I, 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 I best person to ask would be old Sharon. Sharon will tell you. I think I think she said in an interview um, before, just after he left Cardiff, that it's nice to have him home, but after a while she just wants him to go and like get a managerial job because he's always like itching around watching the football or whatever. He just can't keep away. No, no, I, I know my friend Andrew has the same problem with her husband. <laughs> <laughs> but the difference is Neil Warnock's a better manager. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, not a better, not a better driver. 
No. (laughs) For Bristol, it was their first league victory since the end of January. And their first away from home since the 1st of December. They ended a run of um, six championship games. And as you said, for um, Bristol, they are a bit of a club that, you know, go on a good run and then a bad run. Um, so hopefully for them, and um, probably not for you because they're your rivals, that they do have a um, a good run. Luton then drew with Millwall 1-1. Um, a 95th minute header from George Evans just about gone Millwall a point in their 16th championship draw of the season, which was um, a bit amazing, really. And then Nottingham Forest won away at Rotherham um, 1-0. Quickly on Chris Hutton then. Is it a surprise? He's, you know, obviously had a, a, a shaky start. Um, I think in his first five games, he lost four of them. And a few people were saying that he's not the right man. And now he's starting to, to turn him around. And I think they're up to 15th now. Is, is this a bit of a surprise with the Forest team? Or were you expecting this? No, I was expecting. He's a good manager. Who, he knows exactly what he's doing. He's been there, done it, bought the T-shirt. Um, he worked wonders with Brighton. I don't think he got the, the praise he deserved. He, he did work wonders on a really tight budget. So it's not a surprise to me. I think Forest will be... Not so much this year, but I think next year, give give him the pre-season and give him a bit of money to spend. I think they're going to be a real danger next year, definitely. And Ryan Yates with the only goal there. He scored two goals in 26 appearances in all competitions for um, Nottingham Forest this um, season. Then Wickham won at home to Reading 1-0, despite going down to 10 men in the 69th minute. Um, And they had a penalty saved, actually, um, as well, and they managed to hang on. I think they're still just having a look now. They're still bottom, obviously, quite a, a way. Is it, though, for Wickham that they are down in League One now, do you think? Yeah, I think, unfortunately, for them. It's a great result for us to just favour yesterday, beating Reading. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think... I, I, I really don't want them to go down. I'd love them to stay up, but I think they've left them too much, themselves too much to do now. Yeah, as well then. Wednesday, Barnsley beat Stoke 2-0. Obviously, we talked about Barnsley. Could they possibly... Um, do it Callum Styles with a goal, one of the goals there, and Dyke with the other. For Callum Styles, that's five goals um, this season as well. Obviously, they've had, um, who you said, I think, at the start of the season, you wanted Cardiff to sign Callum Woodrow as well. He's been on brilliant form um, for Barnsley as well. Then Brentford beat Sheffield Wednesday at home, back to winning ways um, 3-0. Sheffield Wednesday then, as you said, big club in the relegation zone. Obviously, had that 12-point deduction reduced to six. Will they be a League One team next year? You never know with them. They win a few, they lose a few, they win a few. I, I don't know. Again, if they do go down, they're going to be a huge club in League One. Um, I, I'll be honest, I don't know the answer. I, I'm not even going to answer that question. You just you got you can't tell at the moment. I think they could slip into League One, but they, with the squad they've got, they've got some good players. Um, they could get out of it. So I don't know. And Brentford ended their three-game um, losing run as well. Swansea won away at, Covent, at home to Coventry. Um, 1-0. Ben Cabango with a goal after 54 minutes. Now, I did see um, the start of that because obviously all the games were on um, red. But, and then Paul Merson was on soccer special and said there was an incident where Coventry could have possibly had a penalty. Um, and he was a bit confused that it, it was either a penalty or if it was a dive, he should have booked him. Is that a thing that... Obviously, you know, you have a go at modern day football, but do you get that, you know, if it's not a penalty that they should be booked or what, what do well, you think you, on the diving? You never want to see diving and I know all players do it. And, um, you know, we've had the discussion about Salah doing it. I yeah. highlighted Jack Grealish and James Madison both doing it. We all know every footballer does it, so I'm not going to call any particular. But I will call Swansea players out because obviously I don't like them, but... 
Uh, no, I, I think if if you dive and the ref thinks it's dive, it has to be a yellow card because that's the only way you're going to stop it. You know, for me, even a red card, if you want to make it, if you want to stamp it out completely, if you deliberately dive to get a penalty, and the ref, in his mind, regardless if he's right or wrong, because I think, say for example, he, he thought that the guy died and it gives him a yellow card, it can always be rescinded if they look out, look back after the. I know it doesn't help the game, but to me, you've got to stamp it out. It's it's, it's just not right and. You know, I'm not going to, as I said, not going to bring anyone out on it because if it happens to Cardiff, we get a dodgy penalty as a dive. I think, oh, well, it happens, but it, it's wrong, really, and it, it shouldn't happen. Yeah, um, some facts about it then. Coventry manager Mark Robbins is now winless in six of his um, league meetings with Swansea, losing four and drawing twice. And it was one that they said yesterday that Coventry have not won at Swansea in nearly 40 years, with their last victory coming in October 1981 when Swansea played at Highfield Road. Did you ever go there, Alex? Yeah, I went there a few times. Yeah, Highfield Road. Um, great games, great, great games. We uh, we won every time we went up there. We um, well, I went on a sporters bus once and it broke down on the way to Highfield Road. Um, my mate had a ticket in his car to be parked outside the library and blocked the library. And uh, yeah, we've been there a few times. It's a great little stadium, really good stadium that was. Is it knocked down permanently now? I'm not sure if it's still there, but I thought it would be knocked down. But I know obviously they're not using it. But it was a really old-fashioned, a great stadium and cracking coffees and pies. A great, um, really great um, day out there. Yeah, I've been up there a few times, really enjoyed it. Yeah, Swansea um, coming to the contest and beaten in the last 10 league games against Coventry. And I think there was one um, one other that um, Coventry were bidding to end a horrible run of form in not just Swansea, but South Wales. And they're now winless in 10 away league matches in Wales, obviously losing to Cardiff, Newport and Swansea. Do you, do you know the last time they won was against Cardiff in August 2007? Do you remember that one? <laughs> Yeah, I, I probably would have been there to that game. That would have been the old Indian Park. So, um, yeah, yeah. I say I don't know. I don't remember off the top of my head, but um, I probably would have been there. A season ticket for so long, it was um, it was stuck. So yeah, I probably remember it, but not off the top of my head, no. Quick one, best away ground you went with Cardiff. Oh, that's a question. Um, Obviously, you've said you've been to loads before. Probably most in the country in the football league. The best one in the football league, I would say, Reading is is a cracking stadium. Was really. that the Majeski Stadium or? Yeah, yeah. The Elm Park was a nightmare. I remember going there. We got lost, couldn't find the place. But um, yeah, no, it, it's easy to get to. The the the, the parking is easy. Yeah, that's a good Villa. Villa's a Villa, another cracking ground. Park, um, yeah. I know they're not in the Premiership now, but in the Premiership now, but oh, there's so many to be fair. And, the worst one I ever went to, and literally we had to stop in a local supermarket to ask three people the way, was Wickham Wanderers. Never uh, ever. Was that Adams Park? Yeah, absolutely. We, we, me and my mate, we, we made a late decision to go. Those days you could just buy on the day. So we went to Indian Park, got a ticket, drove up, sat and had everything, still couldn't find it. It just gets really frustrated. So we had to pull into Asda, and two people didn't know. And then the one guy said, oh, look, no point me telling you, just follow me. So we had to follow him to the ground. It was literally, it was a nice little ground when you got there, but oh. Absolute nightmare to find. Nightmare. Was it a good result for Cardiff that day? Yeah, we won 3 0. Peter Thorne hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the Medici Stadium is just off the M4 as well, isn't it? That's right, yeah. So it, it is. Um, I'd, I'd always want to go in the away end at Luton because you have to virtually go in someone's back back garden to climb up the steps. Don't I you? have I'd... been to Kenneth Woodfield. That's a really, really old ground. Don't get me wrong, when you look at the 
obviously the best ground in the in the UK I would suggest is Old Trafford um yeah. Crackling Stadium. I, I was I haven't been to the um the one up in Man City, the new one, but that's supposed to be yeah. quite good. I've been to been to Arsenal. That was a that's a cracking stadium, really good stadium, Arsenal. But the Man United one just tops it off the size. The the sheer presence of the place is is massive to be fair. Not a bad stadium, the Etihad, but it don't compete on the level of... I've never been to the Emirates or whatever, but it looks like never been um, the quality of um, Arsenal, but, you know, it's Man City, <laughs> say no more. Um, as well, the next game, Watford won away at Blackburn, 3-2. Harvey Elliott, obviously, we've talked about him before. He's been on brilliant form in the Championship for Blackburn and then for... Um, Watford, Yao, Pedro, Saar and Semino getting the goals for them. Um, for Saar, that's the ninth time this season he's put Watford 2-0 two, two up. At, um, sorry, he scored for the ninth time um, this season, finally got there. Then the other game, um, another win for Cardiff. I did watch this over the Champions League. He won away at Bournemouth 2-1. Sean Morrison scored after 28 minutes. And then Kiefer Moore scoring a penalty after 37 minutes. You probably got more penalties than Man United this season. And then Shane Long scored in the 67th minute. Obviously on loan from Southampton. I thought that was a great signing for um, for Bournemouth. Go on. More happy now. You're in the playoffs. Places. Just unbelievable, isn't it? you know. Keep for more for the Baron Ball, you know. It's just, it's all coming together. It's just frightening, you know. The resurgence in Cardiff has just been stunning, absolutely stunning. And uh, Keith more to be fair to him, I think he's missed nine games and he's still got fifteen goals, which is incredible for us. We haven't had a player like that since I think Boothroyd was the last one, two thousand and whatever it was to score eighteen goals. You know, it's just, it's just unbelievable. He's going to break that record, I would suggest. Is um, is all round players, but I thought Cardiff just. Battled and battled last night. Will Vokes, uh, Marlon Pack, they ran themselves into the ground. They were just fun. It was just good to see just players wanting to play for the shirt. And I don't think they were um, this time, sort of two months ago, for whatever reason. And it is a poor reflection on, prem- on professional players if they're not. But wow, Magic Mick is doing the, doing the, doing the business, isn't he? Yeah, I think you said on the Premier League show that you, you said that Mick McCarthy's, you know, made Cardiff a horrible side. And I think they said on Sky yesterday that Will Vokes confirmed that in an interview this week. That he really? He yeah, he said it was on um, Sky, the commentator said. And he was they were talking, I think he was within the first 10 minutes and they were talking about Will Vokes because I think he, he was obviously playing well. And Will Vokes said in an interview this week, he said that, um, Mick McCarthy's played, uh, made Cardiff to a horrible side to play again since he's come in, and he which said, "Which is what we are, you know. We got we got huge players. That we're physical. We're dirty on occasions as well. I'm not going to deny. We don't we don't play the most attractive football. We we never will. I'm not not saying we do because we don't. We score a lot of goals through set pieces, which again, a lot of people with the, the so-called um, Pep Guardiola's the world will probably frown upon. But um, at the moment, it's winning, and long may it continue. You know, it's." Give us a bit more hope to go into that Swansea game now, because no other, no team in the South Wales Valleys have done the yields double over each other. So obviously, give us a bit of confidence. Whereas two months ago, I was dreading that day. Now I'm quite looking forward to it. <laughs> um, obviously, Sean Morrison's fourth goal of um, the season. As well, we've talked a lot about Cardiff, but for Bournemouth, they had the choice of possibly Patrick Vieira because he got sacked by Nice. Terry Henry was at. Montreal Impact in the MLS and he went for Jonathan Woodgate who got sacked by Middlesbrough at the start of the season. Um, I think he was in interim manager, wasn't he? And he was helped by Harry Redknapp. Were you surprised that they didn't go for Henri or Vieira and they went for Woodgate? Because he did look like a lot of reports said that Henri was set to be announced this week and then on Sunday I think they hired um, Jonathan Woodgate. 
But apparently, a lot of the fans w- w- were going nuts about it, saying that he doesn't deserve it, Henri. And I don't think Henri does. Again, I'm not saying Woodgate does anymore, but um, Henri, you know, he's a massive name, one of the best players I've seen playing the Premier League. Yeah. But um, he hasn't really had much experience. I think did, didn't he take some team down in France, and then he didn't he get a job? Mon- Monaco, Monaco, he Monaco, and he struggled or yeah. he left. So. I don't think just because he's he's one of the best, but he's, he's a name. Don't get me wrong, he is a massive name. But um, I think Bournemouth are in a, in a really strange position because they had such stability under Eddie Howe, who was probably one of the best managers I've seen in the in the Championship and get him to the Premier League and keep them there. But now he's gone. A bit like Man United, it's just trying to find that manager who who you keep for a couple of years to to sort of put you back. So it's whoever they they pick, I think it's a tough job. And the same with the United jobs after Fergie left, it's it's always tough to replace someone like that. And I would suggest. Like, I'm not. Caught, I'm not saying that Howe was anyone in the same league as Fergie, but for, for for Bournemouth, he was that, you know, that manager who took him from the bot, not from the bottom, but right to the top. You know. Are you surprised then? Just looking at some of Bournemouth squad now in front of me, they got Asmir Begovic, obviously Chelsea, um, brilliant goalkeeper, Carter Vickers, Cook, um, Steve Cook, experience, Lewis Cook, Lerma. Um, who's got a bit of a bad temper, as we witnessed in the Premier League last year. Sergio Rico, Billing did well at Huddersfield, Surridge, Stanislas, Memphis, obviously, Shane Long. OK, he hasn't been that good for, for Southampton, obviously, done well for Republic of Ireland. Jack Wilshire as well. Are you surprised that, you know, they're not towards fighting for automatic promotion and now they're outside the playoffs? Yeah, I am. With that squad? Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, I am. With the squad they've got, I, I am very surprised they haven't... Um... They're not pushing What's for the top on? two. Who knows? Again, a, a regular scorer. That that's the goal in the championship. You, if you can find yourself a, a, a good scorer, you're going to do well. A, a guy who gets you 20, 25 goals, you're always going to have a chance. And they haven't had that regular scorer. Whereas they had Callum Wilson. Um, you, you know, he was always banging them in. They haven't had that reliable striker. Not many clubs have. Don't get me wrong, but you've got to try and find that person. And they haven't, but they, they, oh, the name's just read then. I'd probably snap any of them up to come and play for Cardiff at any time. Do you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, well, if you're one as well, obviously. Yeah, great squad. And um, I think apparently he's not match fit yet. So I think when he starts playing, he could add another dimension to Bournemouth. And they could make a late surge and possibly go for, for automatic. But at the moment, they, they've got to stop the rot, haven't they? Yeah, the magic myth, uh, magic mix, sorry, not myth. Um, you were 13 points adrift of six point uh, six um, place when you were in 15th. Now um, he's come in and you and you've got playoffs. What did you say to me? You're going for automatic now. We're not going for the playoffs. We're going for the automatic promotion now. <laughs> Champions think... League this time next year. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> um, so, whatever happens now, it's not going to go on. We, you know, we. Do you think this. you'll get playoffs then? Um, I don't know. We got all the top teams left to play. So is that a no? Yes? Don't know. Uh, I don't know. No, we we you know, we got all the top games left to play, so I haven't got a clue um what, what what's going to happen there. Who knows? It'd be nice, but I don't know. Um. Anyway, Preston QPR was a nil nil in the last game. So quickly then, before we talk um rattle through the League One and Two results, Championship table: Norwich top. All these have played thirty two and less stated. Norwich top sixty seven. Brentford sixty. 
Um, five goal difference ahead of Watford in third on obviously 60. Swansea on 30 points, so two games in hand on 59. So obviously if they win them two, they'll go up to second, a few points behind Norwich. Reading, um, 51. Cardiff jump into the playoffs on 49. Bournemouth drop out because of that defeat to Cardiff on 49. Barnsley played 31 on 48, closing in on that um, playoff spot as well. Middlesbrough, 46, Stoke 45, Millwall 43, Bristol City 42, QPR played 30, 40, obviously on a brilliant run. I think they've won um, for their last five drawing, obviously, um, the last game. I think Charlie Austin's been a brilliant signing for them. And then Preston 40, Blackburn started to slip off. They've lost their last five games now, obviously started really well, played 31-39. Forest. Nottingham Forest 39, Luton played 31-38, Derby played 31-37, Huddersfield 36, Coventry 34, Birmingham 31, Rotherham 29, obviously after 30 games, Sheffield Wednesday 31 games played 28, and then Wickham 31 games played 23. Quickly, is that the bottom three at the end of the season? Yeah, well, who knows? It's a championship, to be honest. Like, um, like a lucky dip, you never know what's gonna happen. It's, um, life is like a box of chocolates. You just don't know which one you're gonna pick, as Forrest Gump said. So, who knows? I don't think I've heard that expression before, but we'll roll with it. Um, well. yeah, oh, come on, you should go, go and watch Forrest Gump. This is one of the best films ever. You run Forrest Run, wouldn't it? Well, that's it. Run Forrest <laughs> Run, and life is like a box of chocolates. Ne- I'm not gonna lie. I've never watched a full film of that. I'm not gonna, not gonna lie. Well, that's, that's your homework for this this week. Right. <laughs> I'll, I will put back to you on the next show. Um, in into League One, Gillingham beat Bristol Rovers two 0 Ackenham drew one one with Shrewsbury Town one one. Talk about big names. Sunderland won away at Burton three 0 Brilliant game at Doncaster. They drew 3-3 three, three with Hull. 1-1 one, one between Fleetwood and Charlton. 0-0 between Ipswich and Oxford. MK Dons beat Northampton 4-3. Peterborough beat AFC Wimbledon 3-0. Blackpool won away at Portsmouth 1-0. Rochdale drew 0-0 with Plymouth. Um, Swindon beat Crewe 2-1. Lincoln won away at um, Wigan 2-1 as well. And then the Tuesday games, Wimbledon beat Gillingham 1-0. Blackpool beat Doncaster got postponed because of a waterlogged pitch. Wigan won away at Bristol Rovers 2-1. Same for Burton away at Charlton. Crew beat Accrington 2-0. Ipswich won away at Hull 1-0. Lincoln drew with Swindon 2-2. Northampton 0, Rochdale 0. Portsmouth won away at Oxford 1-0. Shrewsbury 4, MP Dons 2. Sunderland beat Fleetwood 2-0. Peterborough won away at Plymouth 3-0. Some of the teams in League 1 ain't bad, are they? Very good. It's just incredible over the years, though. How things have changed, just you know, huge, huge names. But um, unfortunately, it's, if you've got to play what what you're dealt with, so it's yeah, strange, strange times. And then the League One table, a lot of teams playing different amount of games, so bear with me on this one. Peterborough top, 29 games played, 58. They've won their last five. Lincoln second, 29 games played, 57. They've won two of their last five, drawing the other three. Hollow in third, 31 games played, 53. Portsmouth played 29-51, Sunderland played 29-50, Doncaster played 27-49, Accrington played 28-46, Oxford 28-44, 
Charlton 30-44, Ipswich 28-44, Crew all the next three teams played 30, so Crew, Plymouth, MK Dons. Crew were on 43, Plymouth 42, MK Dons 41. Blackpool have played 26 on 40. Gillingham played 30 on 40. Shrewsbury played 27 on 37 points. Fleetwood played 30 on 36. Rochdale 30-28, so a big gap there, 8 points. Swindon, 30 games played, 28. Wimbledon, just above the relegation zone, 28 games played, 28 points. Then the bottom four, because four go down in League One. Whisper was 29 point, uh, games played, 27. Wigan, 30 games played, and Northampton, 30. Wigan on 27, and Northampton, 26. And on 28 games at the bottom, Burton on 25. Good appointment of former Fleetwood manager Joey Barton for Bristol Rovers, Alex. Well, I don't know. He's, um, as I said, he's a bit of a character, isn't he? Um, from what I, I have read his autobiography, and um, I know he's had a tough upbringing and a tough life, but he's a bit of a, bit of an animal, isn't he? So, um, see, I think you know, give him a go and see what he does, and um, but yeah, who but knows? He did do a bad job with Fleetwood. I think he took him to the playoffs last. No, yeah, no, no, he doesn't. And I, and I think he knows football. Obviously, he's played at a high level. He knows what he knows what he's doing, but he's just a bit of a, bit of a loose cannon, isn't he? That's the problem. He. You don't do what he says. He's going to attack you, isn't he? Unless it's Jimmy Chad Evans. So it's a, it's a difficult one. But I suppose they've got nothing to lose at the moment. The position Bristol are in, they, they've got to try and do something to get out of it, haven't they? And I think, um, I remember the last day, obviously I don't like to talk about it, but when Man City... One three two. I think he got sent off, didn't he? And it wasn't yeah, a person yeah. on the it wasn't a person on the pitch. He didn't offend. No, I think he punched Aguero. He punched Tevez. He just lost his head, didn't he? That's right. Oh, Joey Barton. Not a bad player. There was he for Newcastle, Man City, a few other. I think I think that's the, the thing with Joey Barton. He people forget what a good player he was because of his own. Obviously, he went to prison. He uh, said a lot of bad things, and I think that was forgotten because he was a good player, definitely. But he was just an idiot, unfortunately, and. Especially these days with um, mobile phones and cameras, you just can't get away with the stuff you could have years ago. No. <laughs> Um, moving on from that, League 2 on Saturday then, um, Morecambe won away at Barrow 2-1, Bradford won away at Cheltenham 2-0, Crawley won, Colchester 0, Leighton Orient drew 1-1 with Port Vale, the same with Salford and Carlisle, Cambridge won away at Mansfield 3-0, Scunfort beat Harrogate Town 3-1, Bolton won away at Southend 1-0, Stevenage drew 1-1 with Walsall, Tramia drew 2-2 with Oldham, Forest Green won away at Newport 2-0 on Sunday. That got moved from Saturday because of um, advised weather conditions in, in Newport um, towards the pitch. And then the games on Tuesday, Morecambe beat Salford 2-1. Bolton beat Scunthorpe 2-0. Bradford won at home to Leighton Orient 1-0. Cheltenham won away at Cambridge 1-0. Tramier away at Carlisle 3-2. Exeter won away at Colchester 2-1. Grimsby would beat Crawley 2-1, Harrogate beat Mansfield 1-0, Barrow 1 away at Oldham 1-0, 0-0 between Port Vale and Stevenage, then two games on Wednesday, Newport 1 away at Walsall 1-0, that was a half-five kickoff, so probably the same time as Pointless was on, um, as well, and Southend 1 away at Forest Green um, 3-1, what are your thoughts on these half-five kickoffs and random kickoffs during these times, Alex? I think Middlesbrough Millwall kicked off at 3 o'clock, didn't they, when we were in June? <laughs> Then on a Tuesday, oh, it's bonkers. But I suppose with fans are not there, it's, I can't have a go at them too much because they're not they're not trying to get fans there to finish work and get to the game. So <laughs> you can't really fault them, can you? No, 
um, a bit weird kickoff time. So Very strange. That... No, I agree with you. It is strange, but um, I think with no fans being there, I suppose it gives them gives, gives you a bit more leeway to to move the games around. I, I suppose. So I'm not gonna. I said if fans were involved, I don't think it would happen. So um, yeah, it is what it is. And then finally, the League One table. Also, loads of teams have played different amount of games. So bear with me on this one. Cambridge. You mean, you mean the... League Two table? League Two table. Sorry. <laughs> So, yeah, there you go. Um, Cambridge played 31-52. Forest Green played 29-51. Shetland played 29-50. Morecambe played 30-49. Tramia played 29-48. Newport County have dropped down in recent weeks, sadly, from 29 games played 47. Exeter played 28-46. Salford played 29-45. Bolton played 30-44 points. They've, um, was it four? Their last five games, they've won, draw in the other. Another big team in um, League Two as well. I remember when, I think, under Big Sam, they were in the Europa League, weren't they? The UEFA Cup at the time. Who's that? So it's sad. Bolton. Oh, massive club. Huge. And even going back way before my day, they were a huge club in English name. Massive name. Massive, massive name. Won the FA Cup a few times as well. Carlisle played 26-43. Bradford played 28-40. Leighton Orient played 29-39. Harrogate Town played 30-39. Crawley Town played 28-38. Obviously got Mark Wright in their um, team now. Walsall played 29-37. Scunthorpe played 28-35. Oldham played 29-35. Port Vale played 30-34. Mansfield played 29-34, Stevenage played 31-34, Colchester played 29-33, Southend, just above the relegation zone, played 30-27, then the bottom two both played 28, Barrow 26 and Grimsby 24. And just before we end, obviously, two teams get relegated to the National League. Um, from step three, um, so from the National League, South and North downwards, non-league's been railed, surprised. Bit up, bit harsh on the National League South and North, considering they've been playing in recent weeks. Yeah, I'm a bit confused at the decision. That, does that include the um, not not the League Wrexham in, is it? No, that so no, the League Wrexham in the the, the National League the Nash- which is below and then yeah, the, it does the seem a bit of a. There must be reasons behind it, but um, as I said, and I've said this on many occasions, teams in the Premiership, teams in the Championship have to offer money to the to the teams down there. Like if you don't, as far as I'm concerned, football dies and. You know, I know, I know. It's a, it's a, it's an argument to have for another day. But I, for me, if you've got you know the bigger clubs not helping the smaller clubs, it, the whole thing just falls down. And for me, football football will just not be as as we all know and love. So um, I'm hoping that something might be done from the Premier League. They might donate. You know, fair play. I know Spurs have done great things for the non-league clubs. I know Harry Kane has. I know Wolves did a great uh, gesture for the the club they played in the FA Cup. Well, so yeah, you know things like that. I'd like to see happen, and I think it needs to money needs to filter down especially to the national league and lower because you know you're not talking the, the you know these guys are not on the huge amount of money that the premier league's on and don't get me wrong they don't deserve it because they're not playing the standard of the premier league and i appreciate that but i i think something has to be done to look after the smaller clubs definitely yeah it's a sec- second successive season it's been kurt Rilled, but obviously no fans will be allowed before um the first of april so they are virtually null and void and quickly on the celtic point obviously they sat neil lennon because they've been doing terrible in scotland eddie howe steve clark frank lampard all being linked who do you think will take over at celtic i hope i hope eddie howe doesn't because i'm hoping we can nick him in a couple of uh, couple of months but time. you know what i i was thinking about this if newcastle sacked steve bruce because he was on 606 surely 
if you're ready, how maybe Newcastle would have warned you in advance. I know a lot of Newcastle fans said they won Rafa back because obviously he's left China now. But if I was a Newcastle fan, I'd probably be lining up Eddie Howe and be hoping he didn't go to Celtic because no offence to Celtic, obviously they're a massive club, but they're not going to win the Scottish League and they're not in Europe. And no, I agree. I, I agree with you. And I think next year, um, because of Scotland doing so well in Europe the past two seasons, there's two Champions League spots who probably will be Celtic and Rangers. But like, I don't know what he could really achieve, especially with Rangers being so good now, what he can achieve at Celtic compared to what he could do at Newcastle. Agreed with that? 100%, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I think, um, again, there was a time when I was first born all those years ago when Scottish football was so strong. Aberdeen, Dundee, Dundee United, but no, 100% agree with you. If, if you've got a choice, you you go to Newcastle over Celtic, even though Celtic are a huge club and, you know, worldwide renowned club, but no, 100% agree with you, have to go to Newcastle. And if he does, I, I, I'd i be pretty gutted because I want Eddie Howe, the next big manager of Cardiff. That's, 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 that's my wish list. You know what? You wouldn't do bad at Tottenham or Arsenal. No, though. that's very nation. Um, there's obviously um, brilliant job, but unless you quit Sutton, you think the Celtic reserves are bigger than Leicester, obviously when Brendan Rodgers left, which I don't know, I don't get that. But mid- quickly no. for you, Middlesbrough on the weekend, three points incoming. I settle for a point. I'll, I'll be ecstatic at three. I'll I'll be a little gutted if we lose, but we got to lose. We can't go on and win and win. So if we lose, who's a better person to lose to? Warnock. And Mendes Lang will probably get a hat trick, won't he? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's true. Best team in the world, and that was it, 1982 Cup winners, Welsh Cup? No, 1992, uh, 1992 season, 93, we won the Welsh Cup, beat Rill 5-0 in the final, beat Amonford 9-0 in the semis, and we won the, 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 the Division 4 then, which would have been League 2. Double champions, amazing. Double, double, not many people, not many teams can say they've done that. Exactly, they? that'll never be top. Eddie Mays, Barmy Army. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so that's it for the EFL show this week I'm sure next week Cardiff um, Alex will go banging on about Cardiff why they're potentially the best team in the world and tell us some of his old Cardiff stories but thank you for listening keep safe and goodbye <laughs> In the whole other life, there was this boy that I knew He made me feel like a woman We were young and still a fools Anyway, he was in the band Roll up songs about me I wasn't crazy about the words But the melodies were sweet When someone like do 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 Every time we go dancing, I see his straying eyes. Even too many chances, push my keys too many times. Anyway, he started to number, I'll be on my way to leave. But I stopped in my tracks when I heard this melody. Anyway, like do 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 Yes, when he came along, that's when
even I 